two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. The the Agamemnon hate is warranted. Absolutely justified. But then there are also some people who like just go who like swing way too hard. And it's like, okay, yeah, this guy like fucked up like a lot. But I mean somebody had to. Somebody had to do <laughs> That's super good. Did, did they? Did they really? Did were, were all the actions warranted? I mean, well, I guess I guess that is one of the things that we absolutely will will get into <laughs> and we will talk about. Because I mean, we 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 have gathered together, Mark. We have we have. Okay. Also, th- third third anniversary, man. Happy happy three years, buddy. Happy Number one, years. just wow. Three years of two wizards. That is. Yeah, it is. It is wild. And I, I remember at some point one of us making the joke about like, all right, yeah, our Two Wizards podcast would be going to daycare, maybe even preschool because he's bright for his age and sure he has some social skills he needs to work on, but damn it, there he is playing with all the other kids. And no, don't hit him with the Lincoln Logs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, three years just like that. Just like that. I, oh, hey, for uh, three years in a row, we can say this. Uh, welcome to the Two Wizards Podcast. My name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And my name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And uh, yes, marking a an incredible uh, occasion, an incredible achievement. Because yeah, I and I know we've floated this before, but I'm but it bears returning to you know we kept patting ourselves on the back for like hey fifty percent of podcasts don't make it past episode eight, and we've like yeah like this is almost one hundred and sixty like we're closing in on one hundred sixty so we've more than twenty times that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it is, man. It's it's great to be here, and I'm very excited. I know you're also really excited for our topic tonight. Um, well, and we're also really excited about what we have in our Wizards mugs. So, Mark, what are we drinking? Um, this year we went back into that. You know, what do you, I don't even know what you call it. Let me start this again because I'm I'm also just so excited and nervous. Yeah, it is. No, yeah, um, like it's hard for us to even yeah. like string a sentence together. We're just so so amped. <laughs> <laughs> Too sober. We need to get into this. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. This year we went back to that tied and true method of brewing our own beer. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, this is, what, the second time I think we've done it for the show mm-hmm. specifically. But, yeah, yeah I've got a, uh, I think it's an Irish red ale from Northwestern Brewery. Uh, yeah, I uh, and I got the same because when we were planning this oh. uh, a few months ago. Yeah, we, well, and I think that was part of it. I don't know if we said that clearly outright but in my mind's eye that's what i interpreted it like no this will be our brewing the same thing having a fairly similar experience you know it's going to be some of the uh terrar of um like using alamosa hyperchlorinated water versus columbus hyper um prescription medication (laughs) 
water. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a little different here and there. But I guess with that said, let's let's just do it. So here's on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Okay. Also, make sure this doesn't explode. Uh, doesn't blow up. So so far so good. I mean, that's a good beer. Yeah. I don't know about yours, but mine's mine's pretty damn good. It's pretty all right. It, yeah. it, for something that I made, it's pretty pretty damn passable. Yeah. Well, yeah, and not throwing shade at all, but this being your second time through the home brewing process, I'm sure you're kind of picking up on some things. There was that <laughs> there was that slight oversight of, oh, I need to put water in my fermentation lock. That's that's how that works. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, like like this is pretty good. Like um, uh, carved up, nice and nice and good. Uh, it's got a nice kind of malty, smooth, smooth taste. Um, so yeah, and I got two two bombers of this, so we're in for a good night. <laughs> oh hell yeah, buddy! <laughs> Mine did not explode on me when I opened it, so I'm already taking it even, as a yeah, success. Yeah, even that's a win. That's a win, just right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so we have our drinks. We're we're, mm-hmm. we're set here in our wizard's castle, and I guess also sort of on the theme of um, works of art that are long enduring and <laughs> standing the test of time be it three years be it three thousand years uh <laughs> we are well and, and we're even this is going to be a three-parter by by our count so look at that man yeah uh third yeah. Three, third, anver- yeah. third anniversary three-part episode starting off and talking about a subject that is that is again near and dear for the both of us, we're both just like super excited. We, we kept texting each other throughout the week, so jazzed to record this weekend. Uh, Mark, our topic starting off our third year. Well, I guess get going into technically our fourth year now. Um, we are talking about what? Uh, we are talking about the Trojan War. Oh baby, oh baby! It is. It's here. We're doing a big one, you guys. Three years, three episodes. That's right. Josh already said it, but yeah. Um, this might be the most that you and I have uh, collabed on anything, and that's pretty yeah. damn cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and, and and we're just getting started too. I mean, we get, we're we're gonna barely we're gonna barely kind of get into some of the real action here uh, tonight. Sort of like setting up the the pieces on the chessboard uh and we'll we'll get into some action um but then yeah and then then part two i think we're really gonna go go wild and then part three we'll you know do our wizardy thing and like tie it into uh what if the trojan war happened on the hollow moon uh (laughs) tracing tracing the, the the real the real question mark uh story of the trojan war so i guess um what was your what was your kind of first interaction? When, when did you first come across this story? What was the context? How did you first learn about Troy and some of these heroes like 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 Agamemnon and Achilles and Hector? Lay it out for us. Um, yeah, always was really into the Greek mythology thing as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read about it there for the first time. Um, and then in high school we did um, the Odyssey. Yeah, we just read that. I want to say junior, sophomore year, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I went back and read 
um, the Iliad, and I was like, oh, all right, well, there's a little bit of context. Um, and it was like the same time that that movie Troy came out, the Brad yes. Pitt, Eric Bana, which I really wanted to watch today, and I totally ran out of time, but that's probably better for well, we can, all we, we can also involved. talk about that. No, we can also talk about that, too, because, yeah, uh, th- th- there is also that, that, that bears mentioning, because um, it's... Uh, yeah, Troy came out in two thousand four, um, mm-hmm. and that was that was after Gladiator because like that was that sort of like read that that got everybody interested in the sort of swords and sandals thing. Um, Three hundred came out. What was that? Two thousand seven. That's what we said, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so still kind of in there. Um, and yes, I, I've heard. I don't know if this is kind of a apocrypha sort of thing, right? Like there's that whole idea like. The first day that you work at NASA, uh, they sit you down in a room and have you watch Armageddon and like ta- and like point out all of the errors or mistakes or like, well, that's not possible. I, I think mm-hmm. there's I think there's something similar in the classics world. Like, all right, Johnny, you want you want to study this um, ancient Greece and Rome? Here, watch 2004 Troy and point out all the di- <laughs> all, all of the mistakes <laughs> compared to compared to the source material. <laughs> Uh, which, but, but again, also much like 300, if you don't think about it too much, it's perfectly enjoyable and, but, but yes, but we'll get to that. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. So, uh, but, but yeah, I, I had a similar experience, um, on many of our previous episodes. I've talked about reading the, the Alary's Greek, uh, book of Greek myths as a little kid, getting super excited about it. Getting super crestfallen when Disney's Hercules came out. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> rediscovering uh, all these ancient Greek myths or returning to all these ancient Greek myths. Yeah, like in high school, because we, again, in English class, read um, uh, Oedipus Rex, a.k.a. Oedipus T- Tyrannus. Uh, we also read The Odyssey. And um, and yeah, it was super, super cool. Um, and, and even, so like, they, they might still do this. Um, over there at the high school, uh, one of the sort of rites of passage, um, kind of, uh, your senior year was in your English class, you would get a bear book as in B-A-R-E. It was like a blank, I don't know, like 32 page book. And like, you would like write your own book, uh, about like whatever, you know, it could take whatever form. It could be like a, like a collection of poems, just whatever. But like you wrote your own book. And then, like, you turn that in, and, like, that was a big final grade uh, in your senior English class. And the one that I did, I th- I'm, I hope I still have it in storage somewhere. Uh, but, yeah, I was super inspired reading Oedipus Tyrannus and the Odyssey. So I did, like, my own sort of adaptation of, like, oh, what if what if my uh, last year of running track in high school, what, 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 like, what if I recite that as, as like, an epic poem? Um what if I uh, talk about getting cast in The Music Man and needing to cut my shoulder-length hair for the play? What if I like write that up as a Greek tragedy? Uh, <laughs> 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 and it was a ton of fun. Holy shit. And so, so yes. And then, of course, I'm still doing... Not, I'm not working with Epic directly, but, uh, yeah, still doing the ancient Greek theater stuff. And, like... 98% of Greek theater, of uh, Greek tragedy, uh, comes from, as, 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 as Aeschylus puts it, 
He says that Greek theater is but a slice from the banquet of Homer. Um, Because it all all goes back to the epics. And so I'm super jazzed that we're talking about this, yeah, this biggest looming hugely large uh, in the Greek culture, in the Greek world, is, yeah, the Trojan uh, War. So I guess... With with my kind of long, <laughs> well, it, this is also kind of funny too. It's also funny, that, and and I know this is like in the curriculum. Um, it's always interesting that in high school, it seems that the Odyssey gets assigned to high school students more often than the Iliad does. Um, Better I mean, story. It could, could. It's more fantastic. I yeah, think is why. I think that's it. I mean. The, more more happens in it like like he he gets yeah right he he goes on this fantastic journey and he talks about it um because in antiquity it was very much the opposite like the iliad was the epic poem of of like youth of, of like becoming an adult um and then the odyssey was like the epic poem for like when you're later on in life and like you just want to kick your feet up by the fireplace at home and Drink some good wine and just like rest, because damn it, you're old and tired. <laughs> so, so, so it's Mark like you and I. I, I, I think we're still pretty solidly in the Iliad parts of our life. Um, but anymore, man, like I'm, I'm leaning more and more towards Odyssey, and that's the other kind of big question too that always gets asked: like, which one you prefer? Do you like the Iliad more? Do you like the Odyssey more? Um, and I like the Odyssey more. I just do. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, Iliad is a lot more violent, but Odyssey is more, it's just more fun. Um, Anyway, though, so here we go talking about like epicness and poems and slices of Homer. So, Josh, how do we know the story of this war that happened, what, better than 3,000 years ago? How do we, how do we have a source for this, buddy? Well, we do. We, We do have a specific source this person that we call homer we attribute most of our our knowledge from the trojan war specifically because of these two epic poems the iliad and the odyssey uh both composed by this guy named homer or this person this 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 legacy of uh of attribution to to homer and Again, to this day, there's a whole there, there there's a whole um, uh, argument going on about like was it just one person? Was it a group of people? Does the word homeras mean a bard, as in like someone who just like like a saint? So like, can can we even like call these works the the product of just one one man uh, named Homer and? We don't have the time to get into that whole thing, uh, but <laughs> but what we do know, what is more solidly established, is about the eighth uh, century BCE, so like the seven hundreds BCE. Uh, this these 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 poems, the Iliad and the Odyssey, were so popular they were being performed because this because this was a part of when Greece was still in its oral tradition. Um, writing hadn't really been broadly established yet and so people would just remember and then recite these poems at length but it's about the 700s bce 
that all and as you also could imagine you know maybe there's some slight variations you know nobody if you're, if you're telling a story even the same person tells the same story differently uh every single time but it's about the 700s when these versions slowly get actually get written down get assembled into a quote-unquote authoritative authentic real standard version um and that's that's kind of what we have um basing off that however uh homer is of course like the man the real deal but he's not the only one um there's another poet uh from about that same time and brought him up before on the two wizards podcast uh uh hesiod hesiod however you pronounce his name because pronouncing greek is always a source of contention um his big two of his big works are uh, works in days which is basically like an almanac uh, but also the Theogony, which tells the story of how the universe came to be and how the gods came to be and the Titans and all that. Uh, and so there, there's also some bits and pieces in, in some of uh, uh, Hesiod's work, too. And, Mark, did you know that there are epic poems that aren't just the Iliad and the Odyssey? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, there's an entire cycle um, this is called the Epic Cycle, which are a series of uh, eight epic poems that tell the entire story of the Trojan War. Um, all, all the way before anybody ever picks up a spear and a shield, and all the way until the very end when uh, our boy Odysseus uh, gets killed by his bastard son, Um over the course of these eight epic poems. Uh, and they are, in order, the Cypria, the Iliad, the Aethiopis, the Little Iliad, the Iliopersis, a.k.a. the Sack of Troy, the Nostoi, the Returns, the Odyssey, and then the Telegony. So there's this... Okay. So it's like... And I understand how hacky this is going to sound. And I, I know this is going to sound hacky. But think of, like, the mythological Greek universe. The MGU, if you will. (laughs) This, like, enormous collection of stories featuring, you you know, dozens of these uh, 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 highly interesting characters that tells a massive story and ends with almost all of them getting wiped out, or you could say Thanos snapped. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I understand how hacky that sounds, but that's actually a pretty good analogy. That's a pretty good comparison. Um, uh, there's, there's, There's multiple stories. They're not even necessarily composed in order. They're by different people. So yes, Homer did the Iliad and the Odyssey. Uh, The Cypria, which is the first epic poem, uh, is attributed to a poet named uh, Stasinus. I'm sure that's the first time you've heard of that name. That's when I was doing this research. I was like, yeah, who's that guy again? So there's all these like other minor or like less famous than Homer uh, poets that are contributing to this much huge, just enormous, you might say, this epic story that is being told. Um, and yes, starting with the Cypria, going all the way to the Telegony, we're just going to focus on like just little bits and pieces here and there. Um, unfortunately, okay. we have the Iliad, we have the Odyssey, 
as you might imagine, all these other epic poems are lost or fragmentary. Um, they're maybe like quoted in other works of writing. Um, another good source of information we have about these other epic poems uh, are in these things called scolia. So the Iliad, for instance, would be written, would be composed on pieces of papyrus with these like huge margins around the side. And then the people who would copy this poem from one piece of papyrus to another, they would like write little footnotes or like margin notes. The marginalia or the scolia, they're like learned um, observations. And so, for instance, you know, maybe you come up to a part in the Iliad where uh, one of these ancient scoliasts would have written, oh yeah, we, we know um, a little more information about this line because of what happened in the Cypria. So they like reference some of these other epic poems okay. that are lost. Um, so, okay. so, so yeah, there's, there, there's all sorts of stuff there. And yet these are also very unevenly distributed. Um, from the start of the war and then the first nine years of the Trojan War are all in the Cypria. And, and the Cypria is half as long as the Iliad is. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so the Cypria is 11 books or chapters. That's kind of how we define it. The Iliad's 24. Uh, the Odyssey's 24. Uh, when Troy is actually destroyed, um, uh, the, the, the Iliopersis, uh, that's only two books. So it's like, oh, wow. it, it's not exactly, yeah, it's not like they're all the same length. Which is, again, I hate that I sound like such a goober, but like, oh, hey, here's Infinity War. And then that leads into um, uh, the Loki television series on Disney+. And then here's... <laughs> so it is. It's like not only different... It is. It's, it's like you have to like do all this other reading to like keep up and like understand the whole story. And I feel like I've been talking for a while. So <laughs> I'm going to hand it back oh, over to you. Yeah, again, man, I was, I was just telling you before recording, like... I had to intentionally not make an outline because it would have been a whole second dissertation for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the background here. So, like, okay. the events leading up into the actual Trojan War. And I don't yes. mean, like, Troy was a major trade hub and had and it was a monster source of tin and the Greeks said, I want me that there tin. <laughs> no, no, no. That's all too, that's all too materialistic. Get that shit out of yeah. here. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about a wedding that happened. And um, there's some drama at a wedding. And yes. a, goddess rolls, a goddess named Eris rolls up to uh, Peleus, a mortal man marrying mm -hmm. uh, Thetis, a minor ocean deity. Yes, yes. She is one yeah. of the um, daughters of Nereus, isn't it? He's one of the yes. ocean gods? Yeah. Yeah, and so at this wedding, um, this minor air goddess rolls up and hands Peleus an apple that says to the fairest and says, you give this to the hottest goddess here, and the three goddesses in contention are twin representing something different, like Hera it represents home, Aphrodite represents, you know, the feeling, the tender feelings you get down below, Yes. yes. and Athena representing, you know, wisdom and so forth, and so he totally realizes I am a mortal man. I've no, no right doing this. Pawns it off on Zeus. Uh, Zeus then does the same thing and yeah. pawns it off on a mortal human. And so now we got to jump around again a little bit. So 
Um, this mortal human is a young shepherd boy named Paris from the city of Troy. And wouldn't you know it, Josh, he's not really a shepherd, is he? He's a little bit no. something extra. He is, he is. <laughs> who is who is Paris, buddy? Well, Paris turns out to be one of the many children of the king and queen of Troy, he, uh, King Priam and Queen Hecuba. Uh, and listeners, you may be wondering, well, wait, if he's a prince, what's he doing uh, out there on uh, the slopes of Mount, Mount Ida? Well, the reason for that, dear listener, is uh, when uh, Hecuba was pregnant with young Paris, um, she had a vision. She had a dream. An oracle of sorts, if you will. And she dreamt of a giant torch coming and destroying the city of Troy. And, I mean, it doesn't take too much to figure that one out. If you're pregnant with a baby and you have this dream about, like, hey, this, this here's this thing that's going to, like, set my city ablaze. Well, we can't have that. We got to kill this kid. <laughs> and in a classic, you know... Uh, Oedipus happened the, the story of Oedipus if we were to try to stick this on the timeline this would have this would have been before maybe they could have learned the lesson from Oedipus like what happened with Laius and Jocasta when you're given the directive to like kill a kid you have to goddamn kill the kid <laughs> you can't <laughs> you kill that fucking kid don't just like give it to a shepherd and say like you do the dirty work because then the shepherd's going to take pity and raise the thing as its own and damn it isn't that exactly what happened to Paris <laughs> so yes Zeus um not wanting to come between uh his wife Hera his daughter um Athena and his kind of maybe aunt Aphrodite who's also just smoking hot he says you there shepherd boy on Mount Ida you are going to, well actually I think he sends Hermes to do this if we want to get technical but yeah, he anyway sends Hermes he says yeah you're going to do this deal yes he says you're, you're going to do this deal and Paris this lucky son of a bitch he gets to spy on these three goddesses in all their naked beauty and judge who is the fairest one you think mm-hmm. that's you think that's a good thing, but Mark, wouldn't you know it? Sometimes you got to read the fine print on uh, some of these and <laughs> <laughs> some of these like contracts here. We should also point out that Paris is just a fuckboy. That's all mm-hmm. he is. This in a story of fuckboys, Paris is the most fuckboy of the fuckboys because at the same time that he gets this, you know, deal, he's also married to a super hot yes. wood nymph. Yeah, um, he's, he, yeah, he's also yeah. married at this time. I, I, I would say the maybe the only person in contention uh, for fuckboyery with uh, Paris is uh, Jason of the Argonauts. But but that's another we can we can talk about the Argonaut the Argonautica at a different time. But yes, Paris is just pretty fuckboy. Um. So yeah, he goes tells his super hot wood nymph wife, "Hey, I'm gonna judge this contest." Well, yeah, yeah, he judges it, and the three goddesses. They try to tip the scales in, in their favor, and they just out and out. Yeah, they each him. offer him. Yeah. yeah, they just they just offer him bribes. Yeah, so like what Hera offers him good marriage, Athena offers him uh, wisdom and balance, right? Mm-hmm. And then Aphrodite's like, "I will get any bitch you see to be so horny for you." I I, yeah. I, I know I'm being really reductive about it, but that's literally Aphrodite's role. Is like it is? Yeah, hey, she says. I'm just, we're just going to get horny. I'm just going to make everybody so horny. Yeah, she, she 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 offers him uh in marriage the most beautiful mortal woman. He says, right, if you pick me." Right, right. 
And because Paris is, you know, teenager, fuckboy, um, yeah, he could have had a vast kingdom uh, with Hera. He could have had wisdom uh, from Athena, which, you know, hey, that's probably what I would have ended up picking. But no, he's thinking with his other head, with his second head. Um, <laughs> yep. Chooses Aphrodite as the fairest. Um, and so she tells him, like, hey, congratulations, your new wife is uh, Helen of Sparta. Well, doesn't she give him the choice? N- no. Doesn't I think- she say... Well, because I thought the deal was you get to pick whoever you want and I will instantly appear and make them fall because that's because arrows shoots her with the arrows. Well, mm. maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. Well, but that is also the beauty. That's also the beauty of these stories and of Greek myths generally is there are these all these little micro variations. And yeah, whether whether um, Helen of Sparta is chosen uh, of her own volition or his own volition or if she's forced into it there's there's variants of these and all sorts of other stuff too so um so yes yeah. but also that that does bring us to yeah this character um helen of sparta whether whether she's chosen by paris whether aphrodite just decides this on, on her own uh or whether helen chooses to like sneak away because that's her choice that she wants to make but yeah we, we need to jump westward we're, 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 we're yes. not in Troy. We're not on, yeah, the eastern part of the Mediterranean. Now we're back in Sparta, in the Peloponnese, in this figure, uh, Helen, Helen of Sparta. The uh, most beautiful woman in the world, the daughter of uh, Zeus and Leda, the swan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Zeus Yeah, Zeus turns into a swan and gets gets honky with her. <laughs> gets, what, what's the deal? She had two sisters and the, uh, Leda laid them as eggs and they hatched out of those eggs, right? Right. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Leda was married to, uh, uh, the, I guess, previous king of Sparta, um, this guy named Tyndarius. Um, yes, Zeus takes the form of a swan, sleeps with Leda. And then that same night, Tyndarius sleeps with Leda as well. And so there's like a, like a double, it's not only a double conception, but it's also double twins. Um, uh, so there are a pair of mortal twins, uh, which is um, Clytemnestra and, oh, I can never remember if it's Castor or, or Polydaukes, Pollux. And, and then Helen um, and then the other son, uh, whose parentage is from Zeus. Okay, yeah. Castor was the mortal Pollux, a.k.a. Polydaukes, um, was Zeus's kid. And uh, Polydaukes and Helen are born out of an egg because yeah. Zeus was a swan. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> Makes nothing but sense, yeah. Makes nothing but sense. Um, but, you know, she is not the only one to have a... Bad childhood, is she, Josh? No, no. Uh, Helen no. Helen has... She has... Man. Because that's just it, too. It's like a lot of people like to hate on Helen, but she 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 didn't ask to be born this beautiful and with this much power and all the just horrible things that goes along with that. Here we are in Troy. Not in Troy, in Sparta, and the King Menelaus has accepted Paris. I don't... So Paris is there. Mm-hmm. He well, went back to the king, right? He went back to his parents, and he's like, Yo, Priam, apparently I'm your son. Well, um, I didn't die. Yes, or some, because he gets put on. He gets sent on the royal yes. tour. Yes, to it, exactly. So yeah. yes, so yes. Paris is accepted. He's welcome back into the royal house. There, there is another sort of key 
um, detail about Helen, which and, and will will also kind of set a lot of the pieces in place for this later war. Um, as Helen is growing up, she's already a young girl, but super beautiful. This is this is horrible. This is terrible. Uh, the mythological king of Athens, Theseus, uh, actually kidnaps her, and he's going to take her oh, as like a wife, even though she's like nine years old. Um, oh shit! Yeah, maybe maybe even like fathers a kid through her. Dep- again, depending on the variant. Very sad. Very very heart heart wrenching. Helen gets taken back to her father Tyndareus. And so he realizes, he says, okay, I can't keep having people like kidnap my daughter. Like, yes, she's going to have to marry eventually, but what's a way, like, how, how can I make it so that all of these, and because yes, all of the suitors are coming in, all of these like famous heroes and kings and warriors are coming in because they want to marry Helen. And uh, Tindarus is like, what the hell am I going to do? Well, this young pup named Odysseus says, King Tindarius, baby, honey, sugar. I can see you're in a real pickle. I got a plan for you. How about this? Let's make like a little kind of contest here. Or like, let's establish like some 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 ground rules. Anybody who wants to be considered, who wants to like offer his hand in marriage to Helen, he has to promise that if anybody should come and like steal her or like wage war, that he would defend her. He would like join, he, he would like raise an army and like join up to like, save save Helen because otherwise mm-hmm. yeah she's just going to get kidnapped and Tindaris is like baby that's brilliant honey I love you I don't know why they're like 1940s Hollywood producer types but they are <laughs> yeah 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 and Tindaris says well hey Odysseus do you want in on this action I mean you came up with this brilliant plan do you do, do you want to put your hat uh uh in the ring so to speak uh and 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 be one of Helen's suitors and Odysseus says nah baby I'm good uh, but Helen has this cousin, um, Penelope. Yeah. She's yeah. kind of fine. Maybe I'm over there. Um, but, you know, hey, I'll still, you know, I'll still kind of help out, whatever. And so, yes. And so all of these, you know, like hundreds of like suitors, they agree. They all swear that in order to be considered um, a potential husband for Helen, that they have to like have this like uh, mutual defensive alliance um we got a coalition of the willing uh 200 thirsty greek dudes coming together (laughs) ready to roll son uh uh and and then it comes down to yes and so helen is finally paired up with uh menelaus and they're married menelaus is going to take over he's going to become the new king of sparta and um, also in this weird like brothers and sisters thing, um, Helen's sister Clytemnestra gets married to Menelaus's brother, Agamemnon. And mm-hmm. Agamemnon's going to go. I mean, that's a whole other story, too. But Agamemnon's going to go be the king of variously Mycenae or Argos. Sometimes he's given one, sometimes the other. Um, so th- so, hey. Happy ending. Everybody's married off. Great, right? And oh, look here's here's a here's a, uh, the delegation from Troy uh, coming over to Sparta to chat. What could ever go wrong? Here's the hottest dude you've ever seen. <laughs> By the way, your husband might be in love with him. 
by the way, your husband, like, invokes guest right and is like, um, my guest isn't having fun. What do I do? I show him my super pert wife. Yeah. I li- literally, he writes himself into the corner. I'm sorry, dude. Like, no, he does. Menela- well, I want to take Menelaus out back and just tune him up, dude. Yeah, like, he is, yeah, he is not the sharpest, uh, Ziphos in the armory. Uh, he's big, he's strong, he has a red beard, uh, he can shout really loud with it, which is useful when you're fighting. But yeah, he's also pretty dumb. Um, if that isn't bad enough, as he has the Trojans over and he's entertaining them and he's showing off his wife, uh, he says, oh honey, um, one of my dear friends uh, actually passed away uh, and they're having his funeral rites um, over on his like home island. So I'm just going to go there for like a week and go do the funeral games for this guy and you'll be fine here. Be a good hostess, you know, see to our guests, make sure they have anything that they want. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so here we are at dinner and they're sitting there and um, either Paris, you know, activates his trap card and, you know, instant, takes control of one Helen of Sparta mm-hmm. or, you know, he activates his quick play magic card and Xena or, er, and <laughs> Aphrodite arrows, arrows, her, arrows her. And she files madly in love with him and they have gone away to Troy. And suddenly the, the oath of the quartered horse has now come to pass because yep. the marriage has been broken. And it's one of those really tenuous things. And you talk about like, man, I did some stupid shit in college and I'm glad I don't talk to these people anymore, but Suddenly, those people you're talking to in college are back, and they're put you on your email list about how you know it's up to us to fix America. And oh god, I gotta go get Menelaus's girlfriend back. I'm sorry, <laughs> right. wife back. I, I gotta go get his property back. Is yeah. And then we get introduced to a couple more characters here. He is the seventh son of Peleus, mm-hmm. the only child of Peleus and Thetis. Um, so. Thetis wanted no part in this mortal or this marriage to a mortal man. And six times, every time she got pregnant, um, the baby would be born. It'd be a boy. It'd be healthy. And the, the, uh, midwife would run up to Peleus and go, Oh, Peleus, you've had a, a son and he's healthy and strong. And then they'd run to the bed chambers cause it's copper age breeze grease and men are nowhere around the horror of the birthing room. So they got to run across the palace to get there. And wouldn't you know it each time, six times in a row, the kid is dead until the seventh time when Peleus just can't take it no more. And he camps out and watches his wife who begins dunking their newly born, newly born boy in a bucket of seawater, trying to kill him. And he, what the hell are you doing? Um, and he makes a deal with her and he goes, look, I don't know how to handle this baby. I need you just to feed him. Um, you, you nurse him until I can make arrangements to get you the hell out of here. And then you don't have to be with him anymore and you can wash your hands of it. But then once you know it, somehow she just falls in love with this new baby little boy and she decides to keep it. Um, at some point he's given a prophecy that states that either he will le- live a long and boring life or a short, fast life. Mm-hmm. Um, either way... Uh, Thetis and Peleus take the young Achilles to the river Styx. They dunk him in the river Styx. Um, and it makes him completely invulnerable to all things, except for where she held him up by the ankles. And that's his, you know, his one spot, the, the Achilles heel, if you will, Josh. Yes. But for all intents and purposes, he's literally Superman. Um, yes. There's yeah. a bit in, um, Iphigenia at Aulis. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the chorus. 
I saw him upon the beach, racing in full armor along the shingle and straining every nerve to beat a team of four horses as he sped round the track on foot. Achilles is such a badass. I like. <laughs> no, he is. He, he dragon shouts at one point and kills three dudes when they're like yeah. the first attack on Troy, like on the beachhead. Like mm-hmm. he just yeah. kills dudes by screaming at him. He has like the force scream power. He's amazing. He's got a boyfriend, maybe. A guy named yes. Patroclus, who's either his really good buddy or maybe not. I think it's funny that Homer doesn't make any hay out of it, but everybody yeah, after everybody Homer does. has made hay out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, and, and, and yes, there, there's much, there is much conversation. And again, I don't, we will never land on like a clear cut answer one way or the other. Because yes, uh, Patroclus is either, yeah, his like cousin, but even like maybe his older cousin, which I think kind of gets glossed over. Going back to the Troy 2004, for yeah. instance, uh, Patroclus is very much like his like knucklehead, like adolescent, uh, yeah, like cousin. But maybe he was the older one. Maybe he was like a paramour. If you've read the Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, I mean, she takes some very bold choices <laughs> in in that <laughs> novelization. Um, I I tend to think that, and and I mean, okay, this is my bias as well. You know, I ran. Yeah collegiate track i formed i formed some really good strong friendships there and yes there was a bunch of like live uh, tan 20 year old men chasing each other around a track uh oftentimes wearing nothing but spandex like just like spandex like half tights uh mm-hmm. i mean yeah we're like good looking dudes and yeah i've gotten drunk and like had some really strong lingering hugs Maybe even a couple of besos here and there. It happens. <laughs> when have you not been in the think hole getting hammered and like, exactly. at one point the shirts are just off. It happens. Like. Exactly. And so the other thing that also bears mentioning too is like the Greek conception of sexuality is much different from our modern ones. So I don't even know if we could like properly call them oh, gay. Oh no. Like, yeah. It's like just, it's very different. It's very, very different. Were they lovers? But also everything we're going to talk about over the next three weeks is... We're gonna have to take it with like a pillar of salt. Like, yes, yeah. The entire reason, we'll get to it when we get to it. But like, it's literally just like you cannot judge this by today's exactly. standards. Yeah, this is so, and that's 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 one of the things that I absolutely love studying ancient Greek theater, even ancient Roman theater. It's it's not as good as a or or original, um, but it is. It, it's a world. It's a world that seems so like ours in so many ways but then also seems just so very different from ours in, in also a whole bunch of different ways and it's super super cool all, all, all this is to say that achilles is truly the aristos akayon the 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 best of the greeks um the the, the 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 strongest swiftest fastest that's a little that's a little phrase that comes up so often uh in the iliad is it's the aristos akayon uh, the, the the best of the Greeks. Um, and I, I also can't help, but again, man, like at at that wedding, at Peleus's and Thetis's wedding, this whole like the whole thing with with the with a heiress who didn't get invited, that, that's another kind of key thing, you know, like they're like, oh, oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh man, here's the goddess of like discord and and like strife and conflict, heiress. Do we really want to invite her to the wedding? Nah, man. 
But because she didn't get invited and found out about it and felt snubbed, again, it's this, it's this whole thing. Like, trying to avoid fate, you just make it come faster. Um, mm-hmm. And, and ah, it's, so, it's so good. But yes, it was that same wedding that kicked off one of these dominoes. But I also feel there's like 14 different dominoes that all kind of kicked off at the same time. <laughs> and it's going to end in right. just bloodshed. The child from that union uh, is going to be like, a, like a, a huge player in the events to come. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, mentioned uh, Menelaus a little bit. Talked about Ag- Agamemnon a little. He's just super power hungry, and uh, he's also Helen calls him the King of Kings a yes. lot. So he's probably the strongest. He's the strongest warlord in Greece, right? That's why yes. Agamemnon shows up. That's why he's the one that really upholds this like oath because he has the power to do it. Yes. Well, and there's another uh, kind of kind of interesting. Well, you, why he's called the King of Kings is in Greek there are two words for that that could be translated as king. Uh, one of them is basileos. Um, that's where, yeah, like we essentially get the name Basil. Um, like why a lot of the oh, Byzantine, like the emperor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, th- there's that. Um, uh, and so like all of these other players in the game. So like Menelaus is a basileos. Odysseus is Basilaus of Ithaca. Uh, but there's another word, Wanox, or and there's a whole other thing I can get into. And that's like the high king. That's like the king of kings. And there can uh-huh. there can be many uh, uh, Basileus, but you can have only one. There can be only one Wanox, and that is Agamemnon. So so yes, when he's when he's the king of kings, he's the real dude. Even though it's his brother's wife that gets stolen, it's Menelaus' wife that's that, that's taken away or leaves him or whatever. He's the one who steps in and is like, "Nah, now's it. Now's a job for Agamemnon, baby." Woo! Uh, <laughs> Troy needs some freedom. Troy, yeah, Troy needs some freedom. I hear they got some tin over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they're producing catapults of mass destruction. Catapults of mass they destruction. They have Greek fire. <laughs> There are known knowns, and there are unknown knowns, and then there's the oracle unknown knowns, or, or the unknown unknowns. <laughs> <laughs> Who are some other ones? Well, we've mentioned Odysseus. Uh, he is one of the... Odysseus, yeah. So, like, you got, like, the war heroes here yes. on the Greek side. They, like, they're the ones that did the rush to, like, claim all the heroes early on Yes, well, in and this game, also... and they're going to use them to great effect. And also he, so he, Odysseus, is just the king of his own island of Ithaca. It's not really important. It's not like very rich. It's not very like fertile land there. He's married to Penelope. He just has a baby boy, Telemachus. And and yes, and then he gets called up to join this war. And he's like, no bullshit. I didn't sign up on that. I didn't. Look, I married somebody else. I didn't. I, I chose not to marry Helen. Um, yeah, and I believe it is Agamemnon, and then this other son of a bitch, Palamedes, um, who go over there to uh, yeah, to like Shanghai him and say like, no bullshit, you're coming with us. And so <laughs> that's one of my that's one of my segments in this is nobody wants to go to war anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> literally, Odysseus and Achilles just straight up go, nope. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. We don't want any part in this. Yeah. So anyway, until he cuts you off. Oh yeah. no, no, it's okay. So, so uh, crafty Odysseus, um, Odysseus of the many ways, skillful. He's he's a he's a trickster. He's pretty sharp. Uh, he comes up with this plan. He says, 
wait a sec, I'll just like get my deferment here. Uh, I'll just pretend that I'm crazy. So he's gonna section eight. He's gonna Donald Trump. It. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna claim those bone spurs. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> so when Palamedes and Agamemnon roll up to recruit him, uh, they find Odysseus plowing his field, and I believe he has a donkey on one side of his plow, and I think an ox uh-huh. on the other. Um, uh-huh. So it's a. It's going all over the place. It's crooked. He's plowing his field, and then he's like sowing salt in it, and he's kind of babbling nonsense. Uh, and Penelope, his wife, is like, look, there yep, there it is. He's crazy. Can't go to war. Oh, darn. And then this son of a bitch, Palamedes, takes the infant Telemachus uh, and, like, I don't know if it th- he throws him, but he lays him down in the field right in the way of the plow. And, and Odysseus can't quite um, commit to the con and kill his only, can kill his firstborn son. Yeah, right. Swerves the plow around at the last second. Palamedes says, Aha! You actually are competent and sane. You're coming with us. And so that's how he gets... Yeah. That's how he gets drafted yeah. into the into this war as, as these forces are mustering. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's hanging out with, like, some king's, like, four daughters. Yes. Like, yes. hiding out with these women, which, it, to me, there's this really great scene there where, like, six foot twenty, ripped to shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cum gutters for days Achilles yeah. <laughs> is just, you know, in like very dainty, delicate yeah, it's, it's court garb. Yes. Um but he is, there is he oh, go ahead. He is on the island of Skiros. That's it. In Skiros, the in yes. the court of King Lycomedes, another Basilos. Yes. Uh, yes, Lycomedes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Lycomedes is an old man, but he really loves his kids. It's Odysseus mm-hmm. and Ajax, and Odysseus mm-hmm. poses as this merchant, and Ajax is just there. And so um, they got a, a two-fold plan. They're going to get the women out of the house to come check out these, like, vendor wares because, mm-hmm. like, this is an obscure little island. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's going to, like, take them shopping whenever he can. Yeah. So on the one hand, he gets them out of the castle that way. And then as they're looking at things, Odysseus lays out a sword. It's like somebody's magic sword that somebody was yeah, given it, by somebody. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a it's finely crafted. sword, right? I, I think so, yeah. It's, it's like a finely crafted either sword or spear or something like that. But yeah, this really nice um, uh, weapon of war. And, and yeah, all of the daughters yeah. are like looking over the jewelry and the tiaras and stuff. Uh, but then this one, again, like freakishly tall, super buffed, quote unquote, daughter. Uh, <laughs> goes goes, there, there's goes good right old, to the weapon. There's good old Mark, the yeah. wizard, just standing there going, God, that tall daughter's kind of hot, right? <laughs> Calm down, Mark. You had too much Uzo. Um <laughs> He's drawn to the sword because you know it's the the this craftsmanship, this this make, this artistry before him of warfare yeah. and murder. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Ajax, the 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 mightiest and the biggest swinging dicks of the non Achilles men, he fakes an attack on the city, and Achilles, being Achilles, just snaps into like yeah, ready ready to go mode, <laughs> runs up to go whoop Ajax's ass, totally in women dress and. There's a fun scene in there, and then he yeah, goes, "All right, you son of a bitch, I'm in." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's sent to Skiros again by, if 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 memory serves, yeah, by his mother Thetis because she wants, she still wants him to be like, "Oh no, you got." That's right. She wants him to have the good life. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, she, yeah, yeah. The, the, the boring, boring life, but yeah. Uh, well, and also this will this will come in later. I think I think we'll actually get to this part in. Um, in part two of our episode, Achilles wasn't just, you know, in, in disguise over there on the island of Skiros. He also kind of uh, 
had his eyes on on one of Lycomedy's daughters. Uh, they they Damia has a has a kid with her, and this kid will be very important a little bit later on. Little do people know, but uh, but yeah. So he also he also got got a little busy uh, <laughs> while he was there. But yes, he gets recruited. You mentioned him. He, I know he's one of your favorites. He's one of my favorites too. Let's talk about this guy Ajax. Yeah. So there's two Ajaxes, right? There are. There's Ajax the lesser, and then but this dude who was on Skiros is the Telemonian Ajax, right? He's yes, yeah, the son of this great warrior. He's like mm-hmm. I do, I do. He he is the namesake of my fictional son. Like yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love Ajax. He's my favorite hero. He's just a big. He's a big dude who likes to fight, but he's also a good guy. Exactly. At the end of the day. Absolutely. No. Yeah. He is um, the 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 sort of Greek word that's uh, thrown his way is the herkos, which that's that's the bulwark. A herkos is is, is a bulwark. So, but he is. He's oh a, yeah. But he's just this a big, you know, think like a like an offensive lineman or like a defensive lineman, I guess. Um, just like giant guy has an enormous shield. Um, just like plows into people and no, no, I'm going to save that for part two. Cause again, man, it's, it, it is, it's like, there's so many, there's so many amazing stories, so many great things, but I guess kind of as much as we can go in order. Um, yes. And his father, Telamon, uh, he was one of the Argonauts. Um, he was sailing yes. around with Jason, uh, to get the golden fleece. And so that's why he's Telamonian Ajax. Uh, and yes, and, and he's from the Island of Salamis, um, just uh, south of uh, Athens and Attica, there, um, uh, and this and yes, and there's also uh, Ajax the Lesser or uh, Oilian Ajax. I think his dad is Oilius. Um, that guy's a real son of a bitch. Fuck that Ajax um, <laughs> for reasons that we will get to again in part two, probably. Yep. But yes, yeah, so in part two. <laughs> Drink every time you hear in part two. Guys. Yeah, exactly in part two. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess we can call him like uh, uh, Chad Ajax and Virgin Ajax. I guess, I guess that's probably the twenty first <laughs> sure. century way to sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ajax, the the Chad of the Greeks, <laughs> the Herkos. <laughs> he, he is uh, Ajax is Chad. Like yeah, oh, it's it, so it good. Just is. Um, well, also, um, I'm just going to stand out here and fight with Hector all goddamn day. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. He's really good. So am I. We're going to be buddy. I might call him later. Yeah, exactly. No, I love it. I got his number. I got. (laughs) So what are you doing? Oh, you know, just Trojan things. (laughs) So, so, uh, Ajax, you keep getting these late night messengers, uh, from Troy. What's all that about? Shut up. (laughs) And then. Then there's like this little guy just like whispering into his ear, like, "Hey man, you were awesome today." Tell him, "No, you were awesome today." Uh, <laughs> um, also with Ajax, which I'm I'm not I'm not even going to say the greater or Telemonian Ajax because in my heart there is only one. But also uh, bearing mention uh, with uh, Telemonian Ajax is his half brother uh, Tuser or Tauker. Again, Greek pronunciation gets kind of weird uh and uh uh Tucer is a really skilled archer which again like think like tactically that's amazing you have like yeah. one step brother giant shield spear that's your like defensive line keep him at bay and then you have the half brother who's like light and nimble and will like poke out behind him and shoot shoot his bow and arrow that's like 
perfect yeah. perfect combo right there. Um, okay, let's see here. I mean, the only thing that would make sense to me is like maybe talk about some of the Trojan warriors, who some of these like big players are, because we are we are more more Greek focused, ad- admittedly. And I don't know. Well, they just have more. They just and they also the just have guys. more. Like so, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So let's get into Troy really quick. So uh, the big one is Hector. He's like the he's the heir. Yes. To the throne. Yes. Yeah. He is. He is also a son of uh, Priam and Hecuba. Uh, Paris's uh-huh. older brother, uh, married to a by all accounts wonderful woman, uh, and and Andromache, uh, and he had he has a son himself, um, Astyanax. Astyanax. That's what it is, uh, which, which like careful listeners may have noted. Like, wait, Josh, like that name, uh, Astia Anax. That kind of sounds like that other word you said before, Anax or Wanax. Well, you're right, listeners. That's that same word. And uh, an Astu is like a town. So this little baby's name is like the the like little little town king, the king of the little town, which I think is also cute. <laughs> the king of little town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not big Troy. Oh. It's like you know a little suburb kind of kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there is Hector, Paris, true to his fuckboy he's a form. Fuck boy uses a bow and arrow. Uses a bow um, and arrow. Kind of sucks. He just kind of sucks. My my favorite part of like him going out to harass the Greeks in a leopard skin. Yeah, yeah, right. He's like in his like. Hey, <laughs> fuck you! And then they like run up to go kill him, and he rides back into Troy. Like, oh, you can't get up our walls. Hey, that's a character we ought to address really quick. Is like the city of Troy herself. The city of Troy herself, um, exactly. No, that's that's perfect. So go yeah, so the city of Troy, um, it's on this like. I just see it as like an island paradise. I'll be honest. It's like there's a big. You can leave Troy and go chill at the beach for the day. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it it is it is inland. This, it's in yeah. Asia Minor, but it is. It's it's just giant and I'm sure you get into this in a bit. It's just giant walled city. So it's apt that you call it a paradise. Um uh-huh. but uh but yeah, it's it's this it's this just fantastical urban giant city that is uh strategically placed there. Uh, and yeah, it has like everything that you want. Like you just much like if you're in Alamosa, you you go up to Denver to like have a good time and like actually do things. Uh, <laughs> that 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 the I guess Bronze Age equivalent of that would be Troy. Yeah, the walls are are the perfect defense. They were built by Poseidon. Yes, he pissed Zeus off, and Zeus said, "You need to make you know for restitution. You got to like." spend a year as a mortal man. And so Poseidon yes. showed up at the gates of Troy and said, Hey, I will build you these really bitchin' walls. I'll do it in a year. And he built them really bitchin' walls in a year. It is called Troy, but it also has like another name, uh, which is right. Ilion. Because one of its early mm-hmm. kings was a guy named Illus. Um and I believe yeah, and I believe it was with Illus that Poseidon had to do this thing. Or it might have been his son, maybe? Uh, but yes, but yeah, like Poseidon was in charge of like constructing these walls, which, hey, if you're ever going to, you know, have an entity construct your home defense, I mean, Cyclops are pretty good, but they're no Poseidon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just like how, 
I like how dumb everything is in this. Like, it's, not dumb, but yeah. just like everybody got something from some god, and some god has some stake in this, and some of it is literally just like because they're in the human version of the Jersey Shore. <laughs> you know? Fuckboy great... rolls into a party, steals a guy's girl, oh, brings so it back great. home. Yo, we're gonna roll in this fool's house party. I ain't rolling. Dude, what about that time I rolled with you? Alright, fine. <laughs> Let's go roll. But first I gotta go tanning. Yeah, me too. Ooh, <laughs> no, rub some perfect. oil on me. Here we go. It's literally just ancient Greek Jersey Shore as watched by the gods who are just pulling every single string. And it's like, oh yes, but by the way, did you know that you know? And Chiron the Centaur trained like six of the main guys. Like, fucking Ky- six degrees of Chiron the Centaur, man. Yeah, no, that's like, exactly is the game it. we can mm-hmm. play with this, yeah. Yeah, no, that's Anyway, exactly I'm it. rambling. Um, Troy has big, unbreachable walls. She's a big, beautiful bitch of a city, mm-hmm. um, well, and we're about to plunder her, plunder her, Josh. We're about to lay waste. Um, I'm Agamemnon. I'm gonna launch my ten thousand ships. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you find out you just can't get your sail raised. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. So I guess we have yeah we have we have our we have our setting. We have most of our players. Well, okay. Actually, just also very quickly. Now that I think yes. about it, you mentioned. You mentioned the gods because the gods have also picked sides in this as well. Um, so it's not only like this huge conflict that's dividing, yeah, like the mortals, but even like the gods are are like choosing sides here. What would, you know, kind of make sense, those gods in favor of Troy, well, Aphrodite's there because Paris picked her to be the fairest. So, so she's going to fight alongside them. Um, the twins, Apollo and, uh, Artemis, they're also going to fight on the side of Troy. Um, uh, Apollo has a couple of pretty famous kind of temples there. And then Artemis is his twin sister. So they're going to be buddies together. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, Eris, this goddess of discord, because of course she would. Um, mm-hmm. Ares is the war god. And I guess he just figures that side's going to be the best fighting. You would, you would think that he'd be fighting with the Greeks, but I don't know. Maybe there's... Maybe there's some other reason that's kind of escaping me about why he sides more with the Trojans. The um, tin. He wants the tin. I guess so. Yeah, he just he just wants that <laughs> sweet, sweet bronze. Um, there's this river there called the Scamander. And like yes. many rivers, it has its local god that will come into play. So the god Scamander, uh, spoiler alert, he's going to come up to you. Um, and then for the, for the Greek side, uh, the Achaeans... Uh, or the Danaeans, that's... Oh, man. Mark, there's so much. Man, there's so <laughs> much here. I, I love this. There's so much. Okay, but anyway, on the Greek side, uh, you have the two spurned goddesses. So Athena and Hera, of course, they're fighting on the side of the Greeks because fuck Paris. Right. It's interesting. Even though Poseidon helped to build the walls of Troy, he's more fighting on the Greek side. But this is also super important. Zeus... Has sworn to like remain neutral, um, because like yeah. he's just that he's just that powerful. I think I think he kind of starts off more on the Trojan side, but then he sort of says like, "Okay, guys, like I'm I'm putting myself in timeout because uh, I'm a ringer and I just like it, it wouldn't be fair." Um, but there's also well, another. Oh, oh, go ahead, go for it. Oh no, because no, well, I, was... I think you and I were about to hit the same point here. Where like he's got a couple different. Um dogs in this fight so to speak like 
Well, he does, and I, and I think yeah. we are going to say that. I, I think we are going to hit on the same. It's kind of going back to the um, you know, the judgment for the fairest, and it's you can't pick the side that your wife is on because yes. you know you can't agree with your wife because you know take my wife, but also <laughs> you can't do it for the super hot one because that's what she expects you to do. That that's also true. Well, and even this is this is recounted in the Cypria. So like the first epic poem that leads into the Iliad is so this generate, you know, we just listed all these warriors and kings and, and heroes. Um, this is one of the last generations of heroes uh, because Zeus has been, again, given another prophecy or something like that, that there's just too many damn heroes. And so he has to like devise a way to like depopulate the earth. And to, like, right. kill off all of these fantastically strong warriors. So what does he do? He doesn't do the Thanos snap. He does the Zeus. Hey, we'll just have a little Trojan War. Well, and that's also why, again, going back, man, layers upon layers in this story. That's also one of the reasons why Thetis, this goddess, gets married to some uh, uh, schmuck Peleus. Because there's a prophecy that, hey, if Thetis marries another god and has a kid with that god, he's going to kill you, Zeus. There, mm-hmm. that, that, that child will kill you. So he's like, holy shit, I can't have that happen. Hey, Thetis, uh, that schlub, you're going to marry him. <laughs> and so she's also super pissed about that. But uh, but yeah, so so Zeus is deciding to, rena- to remain neutral. It wouldn't be fair. Um, okay, all right. We have our forces. We have our, uh, we, we have our dividing lines here. And Mark, it's time for us to gather up a Greek posse. Uh, cue Foggy Mountain Breakdown. And hey, you know it's a great place, you know, perfect spot to gather all these ten thousand ships and to launch out. Um, it's by this little town called Awis. So everybody Boy, meet at Awis. Nothing bad happens there, right? Nothing Aulis bad is just at all. The best town. Pretty sure Awis is best. Greek for good dad town, right? <laughs> Well, Mark, I know you're really excited. Well, not excited. Maybe that's the wrong word. <laughs> I <laughs> what what happens? What happens? Pray tell at Aulis. Here we are at Aulis. Hey, Josh, this is Bronze Age Greece. So you know what they haven't researched yet colonialism or you know <laughs> steam, harbor technology. Steam power. Yeah, steam power. How to travel across you know deep ocean tiles. <laughs> so we rely yes, on the sadly. wind. And here mm-hmm. we are. We're going to launch this invasion to Troy. Oh, my God. The the Greek coalition. Fuck yeah. And you can't get your sails up. And you can't get your sails up for nine days. So I hate when that happens. Yeah. Oh, I hate when that happens. After nine days, that's when I take some zinc and kind of hope for the best. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but not the tin. And so. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, Agamemnon, the king of kings, he, he receives word from Cal. Cal- Calchus? Calchus? Chalchus? Yeah. Yeah. Calchus? Again, one of those. A seer. Uh, somebody who interprets dreams. A prognosticator. Dreams. A prognosticator. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. Also, we'd screwed up here. We should have made a point to drink anytime there was a hecatome or anytime somebody oh, interpreted yeah, a thing. Because by this drink. point, we'd be fucking trashed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, Calchus, Chalchus, whatever, the seer, this prognosticator, this augur, he says, oh, you pissed off... Um, one of the gods. Allegedly, Agamemnon was doing some hunting that he shouldn't have been doing, and it pissed off Artemis. So Artemis yeah. um, stops the wind, so he can't, you know, just go launch his operation 
um, enduring, par- Tin- uh, enduring Helen. I don't know. I'll yeah. get a better name. Um, enduring Helen Storm. Storm. Helen Storm. Yeah, Helen Storm. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> enduring Troy. Trojan Freedom. There it is. Operation Trojan, Trojan Freedom. Freedom. Operation Trojan Raw Freedom. Dog. There it is. <laughs> To unleash Operation Raw Dog. And he is told, well, the only way that you can get your ships to work, the winds to blow again, is you gotta sacrifice your 14-year-old daughter, Iphigenia. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, well, that's fucked up. All right, I guess that's the only thing I can do, because I'm Agamemnon, the King of Kings, and I don't think anything through, and... I have a lot of problems with Agamemnon in this. I got a running yes. tally in my notes of, yeah. Agamemnon is problematic. Um, no, he is. Yeah, that's just yeah. Him. So he lies to Clytemnestra, his wife, and goes, I'm marrying her off to Achilles. Achilles has no knowledge of this. Um, Achilles, the literal number one bachelor in all of Greece. Like, mm-hmm. so number one, you can't just marry him off, but um, he has no idea in this. And Agamemnon goes, yeah. I'm bringing our daughter here. You go back to Argus. You take care of our other two daughters who aren't married yet. Mm-hmm. Um there's a bit in Iphigenia at Aulis. Clytemnestra asks Agamemnon, who will provide the wedding torch? And Agamemnon replies, I will see that she has provided the proper torch. It's so dark oh and so God. terrible. It's yeah. so bad. I hate it. Um, and then 14 year old. It's so bad, but so good. Yeah. It's so bad, but so good. 14 year old uh, Iphigenia, Iphigenia, she uh, finds out that she is to marry the great hero achilles and she is over the moon because she's a 14 year old girl and why the hell wouldn't you be like literally the the best parallel for this is just brad pitt in troy like if i were a 14 year old girl who would i want to marry well it's probably brad pitt and troy like that's it like yeah Achilles is lied to. He shows up and Clytemnestra goes, let me take your hand as good blessing for your upcoming marriage. And he goes, bitch, what are you talking about? And she goes, oh, you're going to marry my pert 14 year old daughter. And he goes, I'm 18. I don't want none of that smoke. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, who does want the smoke is the gods. Uh, Agamemnon yes. kills his daughter. <laughs> and suddenly the wind starts a blowing and they all just get up on their ships and row away to Troy. And you get a yes. cool, you get a super cool scene there, uh, saving Private Ryanos when they're like storming the beachhead. And I want to say it's, um, it talks about in the Iliad. I couldn't find the line, but Minerva slash um, Athena um, dashed about the Greek force and uh, sang them. Oh, what'd she say? Like saying battle praises in their ears or some shit. And yeah. it's just like yeah, the yeah. goddess. Athena on this beachhead as the Greeks are like showing up here, just like operation shock and awe operation raw dog in Troy. And here yeah. it is the, the battles here. Oh boy. Greece is here and we're coming for that ass. And then nothing happens. Yeah. Well, well getting into the nothing happening. Um, yes, there, there are, yes, yes. I think, I think there's two other, yeah, there, there's a couple, couple of things I'd like to comment on just briefly. Um, returning to, uh, Iphigenia, 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 how, however you choose to pronounce it. Um, on YouTube, uh, and I can verify because I'm looking at this right now, uh, there's a beautiful, <laughs> this is a beautiful film uh, by uh, Greek Cypriot director uh, Michael Kakoyanis um, that dramatizes this this very scene. And it's Ooh. Iphigenia, uh, I-P-H-I-G-E-N-I-A. Um, it's so beautiful this is just a beautiful movie uh it's in english subtitles too um and the actress who plays uh iphigenia the 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 young daughter just does 
um, an amazing job. And I think she was also like 14 at the time. This, this oh, wow. movie came yeah, yeah, this movie came out in um uh 77. And uh yeah, she was yeah, like 13, 14. So like just the beautiful job that she does um acting in this it, it's phenomenal. Um uh Clytemnestra played by the legendary E Grene Papas, um legendary Greek actress. Um you can see just how much of a piece of shit Agamemnon is. You can see how righteous and like uh, just Achilles is. And there's some there there's some you know talking about the variations of of the myths. There's some some legends that say like, "Oh no, Artemis um in her mercy um like spirited Iphigenia away uh and produced a stag to be sacrificed right. in her stead." There's others that say like no, she just died. Uh, <laughs> but that's the so, point. So, Agamemnon so, kills his daughter. Like he kills, yeah, his, kills daughter his own daughter. Chooses chooses because he's like God. Ah, yeah. He says like ah shit. I I'm here. I am claiming that I'm the king of kings. Uh, heavy lies the the olive wreath on the Wanox's head. <laughs> uh, I got yeah like tens of thousands of soldiers like baying for blood because it's because it's. Greece in the summertime, it's hot as balls. There's no cool, refreshing wind. Everyone's getting a little stir crazy. Ah, shit. Uh, but he, but then he does it. He goes through with it. So that's that's point number one. Um, point number two. So yes, as, as you're saying, Mark, as that they don't have the deep water um, sailing tech uh, researched yet. So they do. They they kind of have to like island hop and like sail along the coast to get all the way to Troy. There. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, well, it just so happens. On one of the stops where they're, you know, they take a little break, they stretch their legs, they reprovision. Um, they're, they're on the island of Lemnos. And, you know, he's he's no king. He's no general. He's just a soldier. This poor guy named Philoctetes. Uh, <laughs> yep. He's do, just doing his thing. Um, With his magical ass bow that somebody well, just decided he to does. give him. Yeah. Well, because he, you know, he, he may be kind of like... You know, pretty humble, you know, not anything. To, but he was friends with Heracles. And when right. when when Heracles was, was infected with a poison and is dying, he wills. He gives his magical bow to his friend Philoctetes. So, yeah, Philoctetes has Heracles' bow. So they're on the island of Lemnos, just kind of hanging out, um, looking for food, all that. Darn it, Philoctetes gets bitten by a snake. <laughs> on yep. the leg and it hurts and it's like festering and horrible okay maybe this didn't happen on the island of Lemnos this, may, this happened on, on a different island so they carry him back they're like son of a bitch man this is like you twist your ankle in warm ups uh, before like look we're not even fighting yet <laughs> and, and we already have a casualty so as they're, as they're sailing this disgusting Snake bite wound is is rotting and gross, and just the smell of it is horrible. So they maroon him. <laughs> they they throw him off. On, that's when he's on the Isle of yeah. Lemnos. They're like, "Fuck that guy! What an idiot!" Like it's like it's bad luck if you get bit by a snake, uh, even before the war starts. That's bad luck. We don't want none of that. So we're gonna dump you on the island of Lemnos. Listeners, he's cousin Kyle. We can call it. He's just cousin. He is. Kyle. Yeah, he, he is cousin. Kyle. 
There's a snake here, and it's, it kind of smells bad, and I keep irrigating it with some fresh seawater, but then it stings. Uh. <laughs> so, listeners, that may seem kind of weird. Like, okay, Josh, why are you telling us that now? Again, dr- uh, dr- drink, wait for part two. But yes, they finally, yeah. uh, without too much more, without too much more um, uh, misadventures, they finally... Make it to Troy. Uh, they land on the beachhead. Oh God, I should I should know this. Uh, there's a really famous, um, like this was the first Greek warrior uh, to jump onto Trojan soil, and then he gets immediately killed. And I forget his name uh, right off right off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to look that up real quick. Mark, you take it away. So we're here. Yeah, we're at Troy. Yeah, so um, we have the problem with uh, the walls of Troy. You can't lay siege to them. Ladders are too long. Or ladders need to be, like, too long to be practical. And the whole time, like, Hector can rain down fire arrows on you. Um, The walls are too thick. At one point, they cut down, like, this majestic-ass tree from Mount Ida. And they make it into a battering ram and the battering ram can't break through the gate. So, okay, what do you do? Well, we can dig, right? We'll dig under the walls. And, um, there's a story that like, um, Agamemnon sappers go down what, like 200 feet. And they, it seems like the walls are just built into the, like the stone, like the walls are a part of like the, the rock around the city. So you can't do that, but there is one option we haven't assumed and it's just, we can wait. We can just wait and starve them out. It's a good old fashioned siege. Um, I got. I had a question for you. I don't know if you would know this or not, Josh. Um, mm-hmm. Odysseus mentions that this like siege tactic is a thing in the east. Where is he talking about? Do you know? Ooh, that is a really good question. I don't know off the top okay. of my head. Maybe maybe I can do some research. I I took Persia. I was thinking maybe Persia, but like maybe that it seems. I don't know why Odysseus Maybe would know a little Persia being off of Ithaca, but just yeah. because he had met, he mentions talking about like, well, there is a way in the east where we just surround the city and we wait for them to starve out and then we go do it. But okay, I yeah. will. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to do a little looking. And okay, I, I I found the guy again, kicking myself. Should have known this. This is Protesilaus. He's the first. Yeah, because again. Uh, here we go. I guess we're making up for last time. Uh, drink, because there's a prophecy. <laughs> yep. So there's a prophecy that the um, that the first Greek soldier to walk on Trojan soil uh, would be the first to die. Um, and so, as, as you might imagine, when, when they finally all land there, there's some trepidation about like, well, I don't want to be the first to die. I don't want to be the first to step on Trojan soil and get killed. But leave it to Protesilaus. He says, lump it. I'm a be me. Um, and so he does. So he so he hops off of his ship. He kills four four dudes. So he so he gets his KD ratio is four to one. So that's I mean that's something, yeah. That's better than a lot of others. Um and then yes, he is killed. Most attribute his death to Hector, another Trojan warrior, uh, along with Hector and uh that son of a bitch Paris, uh, is Aeneas. So Aeneas is another prince. He's he's not a child of um, Priam and Hecuba, uh, but he's another pretty famous figure that we'll talk about in part two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yes, and so and so he uh, so yes, pro it was Protesilaus who was the first Greek to die, uh, and he has uh, two sanctuaries where he's worshipped as a as oh, a hero. Shit. So right good on you, man. See, look, I mean, again, compared to a lot of other people, you you could do a lot worse. <laughs> you could do a lot worse than be the first one to die. But uh, you could be the American South and still venerate Robert E. Lee. Who knows? Yeah, true. true, true. <laughs> so, um, Josh, here we are. We're just going to do nothing for 10 years. And when I say do nothing, yeah. I mean we're going to basically try and win a culture victory yeah. on Troy. Um, yeah. What are they doing? Well, the Greeks play pirates. The Trojans stay hold up. Uh, Paris yeah. makes a point to not do fucking anything military-based, but yeah. still rides out in leopard skin and, like, waves his ass at the Greeks. And just, I guess, make sweet love to Helen. Uh, yeah, yeah, that too. Right. So, oh, yeah, because you're going to do it. Like, Yeah. and You, uh, you kind of got to. Menelaus is just there on the beach just getting cucked for nine years straight. <laughs> Angrily masturbating. <laughs> edging. He's just edging for nine years. He's just edging. Yeah. <laughs> um, that actually... You know huh? that, 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 that actually works really good in the yeah, a little bit. Because um, when he eventually, when he does, when he does actually, I mean, spoilers, when he does reunite with Helen, um, there's a kind of funny moment there. But anyway, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, meanwhile, back at the plot, Achilles becomes the Dread Pirate Roberts. Um, mm-hmm. He takes the cities of Lesbos, Phoasia, Colophon, Smyrna, Jesus Christ, Greek words, Calzomene, Sime. Uh, uh, Agilos, Tenos, um, the so-called hundred cities. This is per Wikipedia, by the way. Sorry, guys. Okay. And then in the order of Adramidium, Side, I don't know, Endium, Linnaeum, and Colone. He also takes Hypolacian, Thebes, Lyrnesis, and Antandarus. Boy, I should have taken time to write these out. <laughs> and a bunch of other cities. But effectively, yeah. he's taking and conquering these cities. He's sacking them. So the Greeks on the beach are still... So that's so number one. Number one. We didn't do this, Josh. We kind of porked a little bit. Uh, the oh. Greek force is 100,000. The Trojan force is 75,000. So Agamemnon, being the war chief here, knows that I only need to keep 75,000 men on my beachhead to keep the beachhead. And he sends mm-hmm. the other 25,000 out under Achilles' command to go harry and raid and pillage. But also, like, in this 10 years, they kind of, like, set up their own, like, rash of Greek colonies and outposts. Yeah, yeah. They, like, basically make, yeah, like a colony, like a town. They, like, basically make their own town right there. And yeah, as as... Achilles primarily, but then all, all, all other raiding parties are going out. You know, they're capturing people. They're enslaving the locals. Um, yep. A lot of the Greeks take up, and I know how messed up this sounds, but that's just what it is. Like, they, they, they take up their own, like, war brides. Yep. Um, and start start having kids of their own. Like, uh, our boy Ajax, he... Uh, he shacks up with a again like a captured uh, 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 Trojan woman, and I, and then I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying what it is. Uh, her name is Tecmessa, and uh, they have a kid, uh, Eurysakis, which means like broad shield. Because again, mm-hmm. Ajax, the the Chad of the Greeks, has this giant shield, and so he's like, I have a giant shield. 
I'm going to name my kid Giant Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Ajax just shredded. Fucking love shit. that guy. I, love I fucking that guy. love Ajax. He's amazing. Yeah. Yes, uh, he is. Yeah. Hey, speaking of War Brides, um, Agamemnon takes one named uh, Chryseis. He, he does. And there's. And drink, listeners, because Agamemnon about to get problematic once again. Once again. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Drink. Who's Chryseis to us, Josh? Well, um, she is the daughter of um, a guy named uh, Chrysis, and he is a priest of Apollo. Um, so, I mean, Agamemnon already got on Artemis's bad side because he, again, dishonored her in Aulis, killed one of her sacred deers, or was like hunting in some of her sacred woods. Again, the stories vary. Uh, so, okay, yeah, that would send Artemis to fight uh, on, on the side of Troy. Um, and then, yeah, her twin brother, Apollo, one of his priests. Yeah, like he his like temple gets uh, 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 ransacked and the daughter of one of these priests of, of Apollo gets taken by Ag- Agamemnon as, yeah, one of these like war brides. Yeah, yeah, like... It's and, and again, that's part of it, guys. Um, we're we're just gonna take war brides. Um, my god is stronger than your god. Ergo, I get to take you as my war bride. Um, but this is a problem because she is the daughter of a. He's a pretty high priest of Apollo. Yeah, right. And so he demands her back and says, "I'll pay you a ransom." And some guys go, "Yo, Agamemnon, you gotta take this deal." And Agamemnon goes, "Get fucked, I'm Agamemnon." Um, well, and there's and there's yeah. a, a little bit. It, it, I know I've mentioned this before, and I keep jumping in. And you can tell me, Josh, quit being an etymology nerd. Fuck off. No, please, please. There's also a reason for that. So, like, a, as, as a lot of the names of these characters are what we call quote unquote speaking names. Like their name reflects some some like characteristic or some personality, um, and. Why Agamemnon is just so like stubborn and so pig-headed? Uh, that that's literally his name. So Aga means like great or overmuch, like maiden Agon, nothing to excess. So that's the first part of his name is is excess Aga, and then the second part okay. of his name and the second part of his name Memnon means like resolute or like sturdy or. I mean, maybe stubborn would be like a little more negative connotation. So this guy is like excessively stubborn man. So (laughs) okay. So yeah, it's it kind of it kind of like we shake our fists at him, be like Agamemnon, you son of a bitch. But that's he's literally Mister excessively stubborn. (laughs) Yeah, that. So when all of his soldiers, which they make a good point, like, look, man, we don't want to go angering the gods. He's offering a great ransom. Which also, you know, maybe cynically, one of the reasons the soldiers might want to ransom is, well, they'll get a portion of that. It'll get all divided up at, at the end of the war. I mean, you can't divide right. a, a war. So, I mean, maybe selfishly, but also they make a good point. Hey, this is a good deal. You should take it. And Agamemnon says no. Yeah. Yeah. He says, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, and then he does do it after Apollo rains plague. Uh, you call this out a lot. You've called this out many times on Two Wizards. Um, the story of Apollo raining down plague arrow, plague, raining down plague arrows. Um, and this is it. This is where it comes from. Apollo gets pissed mm-hmm. off and just 
strikes the Greek encampment with plague. This is just beautiful because Apollo is also the god of healing and medicine. And he's also the archer god. So it totally makes sense that if you dishonor him, he's going to shoot you full of arrows. And those arrows are plague. Um, Yeah. Well, Well, he's also the god of sickness, right? He's the god of like the morning sun, but he's also the god of sickness. Yeah, and yeah, so that's yeah. why he can rain plague down on these people. Yeah, like, it, and I guess that kind of goes like hand in hand. It's, it's like two sides of the same coin. He's 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 the god of healing, the god of medicine, which right. I guess yeah, sort of automatically makes him yeah that too. Which also sh- should be said. Um, this brings us this moment of the story brings us actually into the Iliad. Um, and so yeah, so here mo- here we are up until okay, so right now at the yeah. what a, a, an hour and twenty ish minute mark, um, mm-hmm. we are now finally into the Iliad portion. Yeah, of we the were story. finally into the Iliad, which, which also Mark, if you'll indulge me, and if maybe our listeners will indulge me, I'll you know maybe I'll give my little hey kids, it's time for your Greek prosody lesson. Let's talk about the metrics of Greek poetry. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, but just very briefly, very very, very briefly. Uh, so yes, these are epic poems. Now in English, when we have like structured poems, we use like stress. So like, you know, we have stressed syllables and unstressed syllables. So like Shakespeare writing in iambic pentameter, you know, that's the, um, two households, both alike in dignity in fair, in fair Verona, where we lay our sane. Um, you you know, you, you can kind of feel that like rhythm of like stressed and unstressed. Greek doesn't have that. Greek doesn't have accent but it has length so like you have long vowels and short vowels and so that's how and so that's how you can kind of do that um the the meter of epic poetry is something called uh dactylic hexameter which means there are six dactyls in each line of poetry uh mark what does dactyl mean what what, what does that mean uh finger it does. It means finger. And listeners, here's a fun science experiment you can do at home right now. Take a look at your finger. Um, do you notice that like the the kind of finger bone uh, closest to your hand is kind of long, and then the middle one's a little bit shorter, and then the one at your fingertip is is also short. That's what a dactyl is. It's one long and two shorts. So it's those put together. You you put six of those together. You have a line of dactylic hexameter. Boom, you're writing in the meter of epic poetry. Um, and so I won't do the whole thing. I won't do the whole thing. But I just so happen to have pulled up the first few lines of the Iliad, some very famous lines. Uh, and maybe we'll even do a quick talk about it. But since we are finally getting into the narrative of the Iliad, I think we need to give a nod to Homer. If it's a dude, if it's a group of wandering performers... If it's crab people, maybe it's just crab people who wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey. I don't know. Um, But at any rate, here is this text that has survived for almost 3,000 years. Okay, I'm way too far into this red ale to drink, uh, to, to try and recite Greek here. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. <laughs> but, hey, that was the first couple lines there. 
Uh, very famously, the Iliad starts off with this Greek word, mainen, which means rage, wrath, fury. And it, and it says, uh, sing to me, goddess, or, or sing, goddess, the fury of Peleus's son, Achilles. And as we'll soon find out, Achilles, I mean, if it was bad enough that he got, I mean, not exactly catfished, but like kind of catfished uh, in Aulis. Well, no, not catfished. <laughs> he got used. He got used. Here's Agamemnon using Achilles as a pawn. If that wasn't bad enough, that's going to happen like five more times. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he gets pretty angry about all that. And that's how this epic poem starts. Sing to me, goddess, the rage of Peleus' son, Achilles. Um, uh, so, okay, Greek Greek metric lesson over. <laughs> well, buddies, but why? Why is Achilles so mad? Well, he's so mad because Agamemnon, rewinding a bit, he says, okay, fine. This plague is really wrecking my soldiers. It's going to be hard to win this war. Um, with Apollo shooting his poison, disease, plague, bows and arrow, or arrows at us. I'll accept the ransom. Uh, Chryseis, you can go back to your father. However, I'm one war bride short. And I'm Agamemnon. I'm Mr. Excessively Stubborn. And I need a new war bride. And hey, Achilles, uh, you just happen to get a war bride of your own, Briseis. Um, so I'll just take yours. I'll just take your war bride. Because I'm down a war bride. I need another one to bounce out. I'm Agamemnon. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, but he also slams him. He says, like, you're the most junior of the company here. Yep. So, therefore, if I was going to take from anybody, it'd be from you. And yep. then Achilles sense. gets super... I'm mad I can't find the fucking section when Achilles just starts screaming at him. Yeah, he does not take lightly to this. Yeah, so I don't know if... um, I don't know if this is quite the passage that you had in mind, Mark... Uh, Achilles responds, Ah, me, clothed in shamelessness, thinking of profit. How shall any man of the Achaeans obey your words with a ready heart, either to go on a journey or to fight against men with force? It was not on your account of the Trojan spearmen that I came here to fight, since they have done no wrong to me. Never have they driven off my cattle or my horses, nor ever in deep-soiled Thea, nurse of men, did they lay waste to the harvest, for many things lie between us, shadowy mountains and sounding sea. But you, shameless one, we followed, so that you might rejoice, seeking to win recompense for Menelaus and for yourself, dog face from the Trojans. This you disregard and take no heed of. And now you threat and now you threaten that you will will yourself take my prize away from me, for which I have toiled so much with the sons of the Achaeans gave to me? Never have I a prize like yours. Whenever the Achaeans sack well inhabited God damn it. Red ale man. Ah, I love it. I'm, no, but it's the ale. I'm fired up. Fuck I'm yeah. channeling Achilles here. Fuck Agamemnon. <laughs> Fuck Agamemnon. You're good, buddy. So anyway, long story short, Achilles says, hey, if you're going to do me this dishonor, then I'm going to take my boys, the Myrmidons, and I'm sailing back home to Thea. Yeah. I'm done. Fuck you. Get fucked. I'm done. Yeah. Um. And Agamemnon does. He takes Achilles' side cornbread. Um. And Ag and Achilles <laughs> gets super pissed, and he goes to murk his ass. 
And instead, Athena comes down and says, no, no, don't do it. For some reason, yeah. just some reason. Um, And then Achilles gets mad and calls his mom. And so there's a little bit here, too. Yeah. There's not. So there's there's two bits here. So number one, Agamemnon says this. Achilles says, fuck you, whatever. Goes back to his tent. Some Greek soldiers show up, and Achilles says to them, um, go ahead and do your duty. I have no quarrel with you. I understand that you are serving your master, all this good shit. Um, and then, once they take this poor girl, then he goes and gets mad and calls his mom. Yeah. 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 And he that's says, the other thing, too. Oh, sorry. Well, he asks he, – no, 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 you're good. He, so he calls her, and he asks her to go to Zeus and – ask him to intercede on his behalf. And he says, I don't want victory, but I want the Trojans to beat the Greeks so badly that they make it to this beachhead and burn their ships. And Thetis goes, yeah, baby boy, I got your ass. And she flies up to Olympus to go conspire with Zeus. Because that is also it. Like as, as much as we can talk up Achilles, he is clearly the best warrior. He's the swiftest. He's the strongest. But he also is kind of a mama's boy. He is. He has been like mother. Oh, super this mama's thing. boy. Yeah. It's, and so he does. And so he's he's yeah, kind of socially undeveloped um, in that way as well. When things don't go his way, he cries and he goes to mom and he wants her to make everything right. Um, so so yes, and and then she does. Uh, and this is the subject of a very famous painting where Thetis goes up to Zeus and uh, uh, asks him. To like, because again, he's sworn that he's going to like stay neutral, but he says like, honey, can't you just like maybe put your foot a little bit on the Trojan side? Just like just step on that scale a little bit with your big toe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a very famous painting where Zeus is black haired and stern looking and he has his, he has his thunderbolt and his scepter and he has his eagle. And there's Thetis kind of like crouched um, at his feet, touching his beard. That's a very important that's a very important gesture in the act of supplication is you grab the person's beard. You like hold their knees, you grab their beard. Um, and so listeners go look up that painting cause it's, cause it's really good. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So Zeus decides he will intercede, right? He makes mm-hmm. the plan. Um, Harris sees him and goes, Oh, I hope you weren't planning anything with that bitch. Uh, uh, I, I want to say Thestius, and that's not her name. Yeah. Fu- Thetis. Fucking Red Ales. Thetis, thank yeah, you. Yeah, fucking uh, Red You're not planning, planning anything with that bitch, uh, Thetis, are you? And he goes, no, no, we were remembering the good old days. And then he gets, like, really dickish and, like, got to double down on that good fucking Greek domestic violence. And he's just yeah. like, and by the way, it's my fucking business. Now get out of here or I will box your ear. Like, he's just going to yeah. straight up, like, start, like, Alabama manning Hera about the house. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, back on Earth. Um, so now we're going to attack. War is imminent. War is nigh. Right. But Hector yeah, this... decides, hey, this has been going on for 10 years. And we're at this really weird middle point here. We're like, um, it's co- sort of like America with Iraq, where you get into a thing and you don't know how to get out of the thing. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Again. Goddamn, is Agamemnon not George Bush? Because... <laughs> Big Mr. Never stubborn head. Oh boy. I <laughs> gotta kill my daughter. I, I heard it was a good idea. Was a good Cheney idea. told me to do it. Yeah, like 
So yeah, exactly. he's iraqed himself. Um, you can't, so you can't just leave either. It, you, you can't, nope. Agamemnon can't like pick up his shit and go. Right. Um, number one, he, he, he killed the Phigenia, Iphigenia, whatever. Yeah. Right. Again, the names, man, the names, drink listeners, names. drink is Mark and Josh are hung up on names. Um, mm-hmm. you can't kill your daughter and not do it. Um, it's right. gotten to be a bigger problem than it was ever worth. Um, right. What do we do with the, these uh, Greek soldiers, these these uh, conscripted men that that aren't fighting men? But we called them up. They've been over ten years, and now we're going to tell them to go back home with no pay. Well, they'll they'll burn Greece to the ground. Yeah. Um, and it's in this moment, and so like Hector goes to Agamemnon, and he goes, "Hey, I got a better idea." We have us an HBO moment. We have us a season finale. We got us a real cliffhanger showstopper. What do you say, dog? Your best versus my best. And he yeah. goes, well, who would you have? And he goes, I put up my brother Paris. And Agamemnon uh, laughs in his face and goes, Paris is a fucking pussy. We all know it. He hasn't done anything but nail his hot-ass wife for ten years. He can't fight. He rides. He rides out in his leopard skin. And Hector goes, yeah, I know. But that's the best way to get out of this deal because it yeah, will give true. your people victory. Um, mm-hmm. You can take back what was your brother's. Um, my people have no love for Paris. My people want to kill this man in the street. They have no love for Helen, who still is bewitchingly hot. I forgot where I read it, but yeah. there's a bit there where like there's the Trojan sh- soldiers and they see her and they are taken by her beauty, but then remember that, oh, no, wait, it's this bitch. And so, like, yep. they're compelled by, like, gods to, 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 you know, they're compelled to be attracted to her, but at the same time, they hate her, and she's beautiful, and yeah, so how do you get out of this? Well, I got a plan, dog. We're gonna HBO moment in uh, moment it. You will win. Greece will be triumphant. You will take, you will go away from our shores, and that will, th- that will be that. And Agamemnon goes, hell yeah, who's gonna do it? It'll be my brother Menelaus. He's not the best fighter, but he's still leagues away from Paris. And we're gonna have us a fight there, Josh. Yeah, and it, and and again, I mean, the, so a lot of people, and I think rightly so. I agree with them. They, they, the, the 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 sort of modern and even like ancient um, reception of the character of Hector, like Hector is he's Hector is Ned Stark. He's, I like Hector a lot. He's a good he dude. Is, like he is really blameless in all things. Like just yeah. wants to make his daddy proud. Like right, yeah. Like an like, amazing warrior in his own right. A good husband, exactly. loving, like loving like, man. His wife fighting loves him, for his which homeland. I think is more important. Like mm-hmm. from this angle. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, no, but 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 you're making all of the points that are precisely it. He's he he's honorable. He's a he's a stellar warrior and leader he would make an amazing successor king um to to priam the only reason he got caught up in all this bullshit is because of his asshat brother who yeah was just who who, like wasn't even his brother he who spent most of his life just kind of frolicking on the slopes of mount i of mount ida with his (laughs) nymph wife uh, Listeners, but he you has kill to, like, that fucking baby. You kill that fucking baby every time, right? And and so he and so he is. And so he's trying to like clean up all this mess. He's trying to defend his homeland, and he uh, and he goes to Agamemnon with a sensible approach. Like, okay, look, this is what this battle is really about. Is is it truly is Paris versus Menelaus? My brother versus your brother. Mm-hmm. Let's just let them have it out. 
one-on-one duel, mono mono that'll save us some bloodshed. You guys have already been just like camped out here for nine years. You can save face. Let's just do this. And it would have worked so well, Mark. It would have worked so well. You know, (sighs) but damn it. (laughs) Damn it. So the boys suit up. Anytime they talked about equipment, I drank. I. It's so good, man. It's super cool. Um, I'm trying to find that fucking passage too. And of course, yeah. I can't. The, well, and it is. It's a. It's a. It's a theme of epic poetry. The like putting on of the armor, um, the taking off of of, of of arms. It's, it's so goddamn good. Ah, it's well, and there's a bit too when um, he gets shot with that arrow, and it's like, but it's okay because he was shot with the arrow, but he had a belt on that totally protected him against the arrows, so it's yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also. Not to be hacky again, but hack it is. It, it's also, it, but it's also that moment in like you know you're watching Infinity War or whatever, and you see your like favorite hero go down. You're like, no, Tony Stark. And it's like, no, it's okay. This is the this is the Iron Man suit Mark Seven that is that I specially custom built to withstand a. Thanos dual blade or like, you know, so it is, it's, it's so goddamn <laughs> yeah. good. I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Um, they get suited up. Both parties are equipped with two throwing spears and a short sword, right? Yeah. And a shield. And so both men cast lots into a helmet to see who gets the right of first throw. And the idea is the first guy runs up with his spear and whips it at you. And you're supposed to stand there and take it like a man. Yeah. And then the other guy it's, gets, it's like his. early dueling. You know, like, yeah, like really, really whole, early like, dueling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so um, Paris gets the first throw. He's a pussy, doesn't work. Menelaus gets the throw, whips it in, fucks Paris up. Uh, Paris yeah. loses. He's going to lose this fight. That's all there is to it. But as Menelaus is dragging Paris's beaten ass, because it talks about how he grabs him by the corded, the, the corded horse yeah. hair of his helmet. And he's dragging him back oh, with so the corded good. horse braids. And um, who should intercede but our favorite um, goddess of the WAP. And she whisks <laughs> down to earth and grabs <laughs> Paris and tosses him in the one place where he is the only place in the world where he's any good at anything that he does. His <laughs> wife's bedroom. Oh my god. It, again, man, just... Uh, that... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I got a real appreciation out of this one about how horny, like, she's not love. She's not about love at all. She's about fucking, just pure, animalistic, I got drunk, I saw this girl, you know what whiskey sours do to me, and we humped in the bathroom for 20 men, like. Yeah, no, that is, it is not, it is not, like, the, the dutiful love of husband and wife, that would, if anything, that would be more Hera. No, it is just. It is. It, it is. It is just straight up fucking. Like that's that's what it is. Hera's missionary Aphrodite's doggy. Yeah, and then uh, a whole bunch of shit that would just blow your mind. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, Schnitz and Grubens. She's schn- yeah. She is. She is. Which also fun. F- funnily enough, about Aphrodite, like she would get to. She there was this whole kind of religious 
ritual where like she would go out and have like nasty freaky sex but then each year she would go to her island i don't know if it was maybe it was cyprus um yeah it was right that was her place yeah that was her place and then she would get like a ritual bath and be like cleansed of just all the disgusting things that she did that last year and then get to do them and and then get to go do them again (laughs) so Man, some mortals got it better than others. Yeah, it, it was. It uh, again, man, just <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but uh, but yes. So, okay, so yeah. So so now instance, we have like, so we have like this instant replay moment, and who who won this battle? Well, it was Menelaus, right? Well, but Paris is still alive, and no one knows where he is. And so, for all intents and purposes, the truce is on, and everybody's all pissed off because we also didn't point out here josh like all of troy like marched out of the walls to go watch this fight all the greeks were up right yeah to they're, watch they're this fight there. and they had called a general truce like as long as we're here it's just these two guys are gonna fight like it's well, what's up this is also uh isn't this also th- th- this is a very famous scene in, in the iliad where because yeah I, i'm pretty sure this is it everybody's watching and old King Priam is there, and he's you know old and decrepit. And oh his yeah, going bad. And then Helen is there with him, and she and he and asks she's remembering. Her, yeah, and yeah. so so he's like said like, oh, who are all these? And so she. This is a very famous scene. The uh, uh, Tacoscopia, I think that's it. The like the, the like viewing from the wall where she's recounting like, oh yeah, so there's there's King Agamemnon, and and I and I recognize him, and there's Odysseus, and there's Ajax. And so she's going through. And, yeah. Uh, commenting she, yeah, on and these she people. Man, and she also makes a point to talk about Ajax. It's like, oh, he's such a sweet dude. Yeah. Yeah. She's up there talking to Priam. Also, yeah. we sh- um, Priam seems like a generally cool dude. Just he does. like, yeah, again. Kind of chill, just like, oh, okay, well, you know, boys will be boys, I guess. I probably really should have killed that kid, but I was too busy fucking hotboxing it with the Scythians, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all like tin? You guys like tin? You want some tin? You want tin? You want some tin? I got some tin. <laughs> Yeah, man, check yeah, it out. So. Um, yeah, no, I do. You're right. I, I do like that bit there with. Well, and also, and also, a much okay, listeners, you should thank us because Mark and I did not do the catalog of ships in book two. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, of- fucking drink anytime they want to talk about fucking crew manifests. <laughs> oh my god, but then also too, that's also too where this shit is like the fucking uh, Greek cinematic universe. They it mentioned is. like yes. um, Asclepius, the, the the great healer, like four times. Um, uh, Hercules is mentioned and involved, but not directly, like three times, because mm-hmm. he totally kills uh, Priam's dad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a whole. He gives other thing the too. bow yeah. to mm-hmm. fucking um, uh, Philoctetes. Like just these, all these little bits. Like how just incestuous it all is. So here we are at this big moment in time. Um, the truce oh, is getting kind of wonky because what the fuck is happening? There's now a. Menelaus is dragging a horse braid helmet across a battlefield. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because at this point, um, Athena convinces a Trojan soldier to pull a 9-11, make it an inside job, and shoot Menelaus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and that's the bit that I was talking about where, like, he gets oh, shot man. with the arrow, but, like, because he was girdled with the belt mm-hmm. um, that he wore to uh, exactly only – he wore this belt only to deflect arrows um, and goddamn did it. Yeah, um, it's a good thing he did. Yeah. Athena convinces this man that like he will be like famous, and he'll be like the man that like d- that killed a king, 
t- super fucked up. Again, just like, I hate yeah. the gods. I really hate how the gods are just like, this do. isn't getting cool enough. And they so Athena runs down and goes, hey, bitch, shoot this man. And this man totally shoots this other man. <laughs> and the, the, the piece is broken. And, yeah. oh, Josh, the piece is broken. The now nine years broken. of edging yes. is about to <laughs> erupt in a glorious wave of human destruction and horror breaking upon the walls of Troy. And I, I think, unfortunately for our listeners, you're just going to have to edge a full other week because we're already at the two-hour mark and we need to we need to wrap this episode up. So, hey, we kept saying, wait for part two, and now's the part where you're just going to have to because Mark and I, we, we've, just bar- we've just barely... We've introduced the players. We've we've done some of the inciting action. Uh, we talked about some fighting. Crotesa uh, Laos, that that sweet baby boy. Um, everybody yep. has to be. He was the first off of the Higgins boats uh, at at Normandy. There, <laughs> we got some bloodshed. We got Aphrodite, and and I'm crediting you. This is not me. This was what Mark had in our shared notes. Aphrodite. Uh, in a weird reversal of her usual uh, uh, outlook, totally cock blocks. <laughs> <laughs> cock, totally cock blocks Menelaus. Yes, Menelaus yes. there. And so, what's going to happen next? I guess you'll just have to join us next week when we when we talk about Trojan War Part Two. We're going to wrap up with the Iliad. We're going to talk about some of these other lost ep- epic poems um, because so many people say. Wait, the Iliad ends, but where's the Trojan horse? Sweet, sweet baby boy. That doesn't come in the Iliad. That's in a different lost. That that's in a different comma lost epic poem. But we'll we'll talk about that. We'll we'll talk about, I guess, a, a, a little bit of Odysseus's journey back home. The other Greek warriors' journey back home, which goes terrible. Uh, and then that'll be part two. That'll, that'll be part two. So I, yeah. I guess you're just gonna have to sit tight. We're gonna get violent. We're gonna get problematic. Oh, we're gonna get so um, violent. Who was so it? Vi- um, Palindrome. It's not his name. Palindrome is. Uh, he gets fucking speared in the goddamn mouth and talks about how like it went yeah. be it went over, it went between his teeth and yep. out the back. And I'm just yep. like, oh god, oh god. Okay, okay, get, okay. We're good. Get ready yeah. for so many people getting stabbed above the nipple because. Above it's, the nipple, the nipples yeah. will not be neglected in this <laughs> second part of a three-part trilogy saga of exactly. raw dogging and edging. Edge a little bit longer. Josh, in the meantime, um, where can our listeners tease you at, good buddy? <laughs> well, they can they can absolutely tease me, and please do. Uh, send us your stories. When was the first time you came across the Trojan War? Are you a Troy 2004 stand? Because I kind of am. I, I sort of take that in the same stride as 300. Troy 2004. I'm going to go back and watch it. It's going to happen. It gets, yeah, no, okay, yeah. I will too because it, it's been a minute. It gets so much wrong. It gets so much fundamentally wrong. But still, it's great and it's worth your while. So tell us that. Let us know the first time you read the Iliad or the Odyssey. Just get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. Uh, send an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. We're active on Facebook. We're active on Instagram. Um, maybe you've g- done some home brewing because I'm almost done with the second bomber and boy, am I feeling great. But you can also find me on Twitter uh, at Plaid Barbarian. Mark, I know you're also, uh, uh, you, you have also 
gathered many a podcast at High Hammock Studios. And you, unlike that idiot Agamemnon, you know how to like marshal forces and like <laughs> lead an army. So what are some of the other things that uh, we have happening under the High Hammock banner? Oh, you can find our other clay ships under the High Hammock banner. I didn't even <laughs> talk about the clay ships, Josh. Clay uh, you can ships. find those at uh, the Dango Podcast, a weekly retrospective rewatch of King of the Hill. Uh, me and our buddy Johnny take two episodes and we discuss them. Or, or uh, you can find me at the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast, uh, where me and our buddy Brad, and sometimes Josh, and sometimes Johnny, uh, we take movies that were fundamental to us growing up, and we make the other one watch them, and then we talk about that super important question of when can I show it to my imaginary son, Ajax. Uh, you can also find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, and yeah, please, by all means, come and talk to me. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's all here, it's all there, guys. Um, just go do it. Please don't make us edge. Give us that sweet <laughs> satisfaction. I don't know. Sweet I'm bad at Okay. I don't know why I'm horny. I'm kind of horny and I'm well, not sure why. It's, but. It, it, it's because of Aphrodite and because I, cause I, I think maybe this part got cut out before. Uh, and I've been, I've been, I've been waiting and holding on for that sweet release and I finally found it. Mark, the word I was looking for before, one of the epithets of Aphrodite is Paphia. So Aphrodite brings that wet ass Paphia. <laughs> and that's why we <laughs> And that's why we've been feeling so horny this entire time. Because we're under her spell. We're gonna go, I don't know, steal somebody's wife and then start a protracted uh decade long <laughs> war. <laughs> I knew it. Paphia. It was there. I knew it. I should have trusted Pathia. myself. Uh anyway. Wet ass Paphia. It's great to have you here. Uh, you go, oh, man. Trojan War. Go so, steal somebody's so girlfriend. Awesome. It's uh, I, 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 I. Okay, all right. I just gotta stop. I just gotta stop. So just gotta stop. Beat, beat, buddy. We will be back next week, listeners. We will thank be you back for being here week. this week. We will talk to you next week. Um, Josh and I will be even hornier for this because we're going to double dose Aphrodite's arrows. And yeah, <laughs> my name is Mark. Thank you for three years, and I. I'm a wizard. And my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. Thank you for three years. Here's to many more. Screw it. This is the start of our Trojan um, arc, where ten years of podcast, and then just... or No, I guess nine years of podcast, and then one year where just seas of blood. Uh, <laughs> but thank you, everybody. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!